0: Adrian, played by Sienna Miller, finds herself in a disorienting state of limbo, unstuck in time and witnessing life from a distance. Forced to confront her troubled relationship with her longtime boyfriend, partner, and that would be Mateo, played by Diego Luna, must relive and renegotiate the events of her recent past and solve the mystery of the accident. The film is called Wander Darkly, and we are joined today by the Tara Mili, the director and screenwriter of this wonderful film, Wander Darkly. Tara, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, let's talk about this story. It's an interesting story for a lot of different reasons. And also the technique by which you tell the story is... The heart and soul of the film and in so many ways just resonates on so many different levels, not only as a cinematic experience, but as an emotional experience and also an intellectual experience as well. Just kind of a thing that you sort of you ask, you pose questions while you're of yourself while you're watching it. Uh, Tell me where it came from. Where did this idea come from?
1: Yeah, so about seven years ago, uh, my husband and I survived a pretty bad car crash and um, we were, you know, we were fine ultimately, but I was pretty concussed in the, you know, aftermath. And I did have a moment similar to what Adrian experiences where I was on the couch and was calling to my six month old. I certainly think being a parent changed my sense of my own mortality and puts a real fear in you of what would happen if something happened to you. And uh, anyway, I was calling to my baby and she was ignoring me because she's a baby, but I was certain that I had died and that I was just witnessing what came after. And it just lasted, I mean, a breath, right? Just a blip, but it felt so real. And so a month later, we were at Thanksgiving at my parents' house and the my parents are fighting about the turkey and the kids are crying and... I just was overwhelmed with how lucky we were to still be there, and I felt so grateful. and And I just wanted to like bottle that feeling up and give it to as many people as I possibly could. And I guess for me that means taking five years to make a movie about it <laughs> to get it out. But yeah, I was sort of interested in that concussed state and the unreliability of my own head, and then in a relationship sort of. Our, our versions of things, our certainties about what has happened. And then also I lost quite a few people in that time period. So sort of as I was developing, I became really interested in the psychosis of grief. And so it was like the loss of love and the loss of life and, and our own stories. And that those three things sort of circled together to jump me into wanting to do Wander Darkly.
0: Well, I can imagine in making a film like this, this must have been a, a difficult pitch
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, certainly I had shared it with a few people who were like, probably not for us, you know, like not sure they were like thinking this was the right one for me to do. But, um, you know, the truth is, is I have such a, I have to like trust my gut sometimes. And I had woken up with this idea in the middle of the night. Like I knew the three beats of the the arc of the movie. Um, and I actually was feeling kind of sorry for myself thinking it might not ever get made. And, shared it with Lynette Hal Taylor, who is a dear old friend, and we've wanted to work together for a long time. And thank goodness she said, oh my God, you have to write that. That's the one, you know, which is what makes her such an incredible producer is this ability to see the specificity, the value in being specific about something and the value of a unique voice and the value of a unique story. And not trying to make the four quadrant you know you make it she always says you make a film for everybody you make a film for nobody so i didn't pitch it much after that lynette said go write it i went and i wrote it uh and i was gonna send her the treatment but the treatment was also sort of difficult to get your head around i said i just have to put it on paper so i wrote it and sent it to her uh and thank goodness she really responded and i said okay well now you have to make it with me
0: Well, let's talk about the structure of it because, as as I alluded to in my mangled inf- introduction, there's the, a car accident involving this couple, and the kind of in the aftermath, the ether of what happened. When Adrian comes uh, comes to out of the out of what it, what she thinks has happened, uh, uh, then she is starting to try to piece these things back together. Just in many ways, what you just described in your own life, and um, the structure of that then evolves into a, a series of what we think are flashbacks what 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 would you say
1: yeah so I think what part of the original idea structurally was that um, matteo, had this concept of narrative therapy that they had been introduced to when their when their daughter was born. That uh, you know, in telling ourselves our own story, we can heal. And this is something that actually happened to my husband and I with our firstborn, which was like a really wild experience. And so I was, I mean, as a storyteller, I was so fascinated by that idea. You tell yourself that you have survived something, you can move on from it. If you tell yourself that you're a victim of something, you might still be victimized by it, and you might not be able to move on from it. So it was important to me that he was going to tell their story in his perspective for the first half of the movie. And at some point she would get annoyed that she did not agree with his perspective and that she would try to take that narrative back. But her head is not working quite right. So her memories, I mean, she's diving in and out of memories much quicker than he is. So in the first half, it's his version with her arguments. And in the second half, it's her version with his arguments and it's much more frenetic. Um, and and then I knew that, you know, structurally it wasn't until the, these two people could sort of have a shared vision of the future, that was where I was driving them to, that they needed to have this shared vision of what their future was going to be and sort of come to some sort of recognition of facing the truth of the past, like a shared mutual understanding of what had happened between them in order to move forward.
0: This is a film that as you described, it could have been kind of a cinematic exercise had it not been for these terrific performances. Mm-hmm. And and also for the kind of the depth you're able to bring in our admittedly very short kind of staccato almost scenes where, where, where they're in a scene for just a little bit. But yeah. each one of these scenes, and this is the thing that really impresses me about the film, is that you're able to really infuse everything in it with the, with some sense of meaning, whether it be lighthearted or whatever that is, in I don't know how many individual scenes we're talking about, but dozens of them. And it really, this mosaic of scenes essentially becomes the whole. So uh, my congratulations to you as a filmmaker and, and your ability to kind of convey in a very compressed period of time, a lot of, a lot of emotion, a lot of the information.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but what was what? How did you go about sort of parsing out these these scenes in a way that you could do what I just described? I mean, what was what is that as a filmmaker for you, and and as the performances you were able to get? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I'll start with the performances. I mean, the truth is that um I was so grateful to have Sienna and Diego as stewards of these characters and to be able to hand them off to them to t- take care of. You know, at some point you get to production and there's a million things. And, and maybe as a writer, you've been able to really care for these characters, but at some point as a director, you're just so grateful that someone else is full-time caring for this for this character. Um, so they definitely, we had a week of rehearsal beforehand. They definitely elevated things off the page. Um, we had so much personal discussion about our own experiences with grief, with loss, with other worldly kind of experience, experiences. And they were incredibly vulnerable and and trusting because I think directing something like this where you're like, okay, so you have to imagine, you look down, I know it's cement, but it's going to be the ocean and then we're gonna be, you know? Um, and so that was on, on this, you know, dingy. And I mean, like, did you like this tiny little budget, you know? So it's like one thing, maybe if you're doing star Wars and someone's saying to you, don't worry, this is all going to be a galaxy, but like, I'm standing in a driveway off La Cienega going, don't worry. It's going to be an ocean, you know? And they're like, okay. So there was a lot of trust. They gave me a lot, a lot, a lot of trust. And, and I also tried really hard as much as we planned all the transitions and we, pl- we had so much pre-planning for, um, all the camera work. And it was so specific and so thought out to, to make sure that the performances came first, that no matter what I had to accomplish that day, that I I had to make room for them to do their work. And um, it, we just had such a short shoot, you know, it was 24 days or something. We were just sprinting up Mount Everest every day.
0: That oh my was- goodness. Cause there's a, to have been a lot of setups and a lot of moves <laughs> so and a many- lot of moves. Well, and that, and speaking of that, the camera work in, in this is fantastic. Caroline Costa is your was your director of, of photography I mean there's a lot of tight close-ups compressed areas, and then there's expansive parts of it, you're outside, you're all there's a lot of, of of different elements to be brought together in this. So working with, as I always say, people who listen to the show are sick of me saying this, the relationship between your cinematographer and the director almost has to be telepathic or symbiotic or whatever version of that. Right? I mean,
1: yeah, we didn't have a lot of time, Caroline and I, she came in like late in our prep process. And was tireless and completely you know like we just we kept saying everybody has to get into the concussed state of wonder like i had to just like brainwash everybody into this weird little world i wanted to create and she just never stopped working to get into it with me and brought everything she had and brought wonderful ideas and yeah she's a a fantastic talent um and and i felt like there was such a good a uh, trusting collaboration between the two of us. We really pushed each other, I think, on set. To be uh, honest to the characters, to be elevated, to never get too tricksy. She she barely was allowed to use lights. I wanted it all to feel so grounded and so raw and authentic. So
0: Well, that's another part of it. There's a lot of natural light in this film. A yeah. lot of natural light. As you're mentioning it, yeah, I can definitely see that. And also... And the other part of this, the technical side of it, the below the line stuff, is your editing had to be spot on as well. That that must have taken a little while. You may have shot it in twenty four days. I'm sure you didn't edit it in twenty four days. <laughs> oh,
1: months. I mean, I want to say like nine months or something. Um, Tamara Meme was our first editor on with me forever. She was undyingly patient. She comes from a VFX background, so I I really can't say enough about her contribution to making all the transitions work because if we hadn't gotten the timing right in editorial if she hadn't been able to get it so far down the road our vfx team who is fantastic um just wouldn't have been able to get it there um and alex of flynn came in later and again such a patient thoughtful um like you know like a like razor thin with a scalpel like just so attentive to detail and um yeah very lucky to have a fantastic team
0: that really is impressive. That's so impressive. Yeah, it's just a film that, in some ways, is intentionally disorienting you. You, that's sort of That's the part of it. You're watching, you know, a scene that might last just a couple of minutes, and then you're into something else, and you're you're kind. And then to have Sienna sort of running almost from scene to scene in the film, literally speaking, yeah. um, and to get all of that thing synced up, that's that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, successful, but it's definitely, I, at times I think uncomfortable. And that was the feeling. It was like, I wanted people to be in like her emotional reality and this like uncertainty and this this discomfort, um, so
0: yeah. And by, and by the way, if our listeners are wondering, well, why aren't you talking a little bit more about the film? Because I want them to watch this film. I want them to experience it the way I did. And I also want you to keep in mind that you, how do I say this without well, I don't give anything away? you want to
1: yeah you just gotta watch it you just gotta, gotta watch. watch it thank you, you talk about
0: yeah. you gotta watch because there are things that uh are just yeah they the reveals are wonderful and by the way this is a small thing but um i i'm a big fan of, of vanessa Bayer, and I, oh. I i think she's i she needs more film work because i think she's i think she could do drama She's really funny. She was exceptionally funny on Saturday Night Live, by the way, yes. with Vanessa Paris. And I just, I, I, it's her face. She just has kind of a presence about her. Every time I see her on screen, I want to, I want to spend more time with her. Right? Yeah.
1: I, I actually, it's like a tragedy that she's underutilized in this movie. It's just, you know, what happens when you get into editing and like what the focus is and what happens. And um, she had some like amazingly funny stuff that just didn't work tonally once we got into the edit and. I'm, I would love to work with Vanessa again. I think she's oh, a yeah. no, wonderful I, human, a fantastic talent. Yeah, she's great.
0: In addition to that, and I'm glad to see Beth Grant. Beth Grant is another one of those people that when That's you fun. see her, you go, I've seen her in so many good movies. Little Miss Sunshine, she was a small role, but fantastic. She And then yeah. when she pops up, oh, I know her. I mean, I feel like I know her more than I've seen her on screen, really, in some ways. So
1: I just think she's, uh, again, like uh, she's so wonderful to work with. She's, she brings so much to the table um, and is so so like well ready to play just so ready to sort of take an adjustment and try it another way and uh, I, I just think she's a fantastic person too. I just feel like I'm gushing all over. I love this cast.
0: <laughs> well you should <laughs> there no, and I can I just uh, I, I totally agree i' I'm so uh, shall we say smitten with this film. It, it's just it's a real it's it's great. It's wonderful to watch in terms of just for a lot of different reasons. Uh, it's a cinematic fun ride as mm-hmm. well, and then the performances—I can't say enough. Uh, Sienna Miller is just really, really wonderful. Diego's excellent. I'm not sorry, Diego. Don't mean to, you know, but, but, but it's uh, Sienna has to carry this film, and and, and she does. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope people think that it's a, you know, I know it's a tough, at times it can be uncomfortable. Like we're talking about, it's this tough watch, but it's also sort of an adventure. Uh, Somebody left a screening and said that they felt like they just went on vacation. So maybe (laughs) a perfect, a perfect time for COVID watching, you know,
0: the film is coming out Friday. This Friday, so December 11th, and it will be out through Lionsgate. So, is it a is it virtual or we could um, it's specific? on Apple
1: and Amazon? Or they keep saying wherever you buy movies, so it's like a
0: okay. Well, that part, in terms of like the platforms, they'll be it'll be on the usual suspects the Amazon, Apple, those again. Thank you so very much for the film. Uh, if you like good, just good filmmaking you like to watch somebody who's doing something that they're really good at this is a film you want to watch and then it's a great story and great art and great acting what what else do you need and we've been talking with the director and screenwriter of wander darkly and that would be tara mealy thank you so much for being here on film school radio
1: thank you so much for having me this is lovely